Hello, everyone, and welcome to the episodic audiobook series where we cover various books that I've written in chapter format, and we get bonus episodes like the one you're listening to right now, where we have a special uh, guest author interview, Liz Butcher, who is a Australian writer of horror, and her latest work is Never Never. So thank you very much, Liz, for joining us on the blog and podcast. Thanks for having me, Con. Yeah. So yeah, it's nice that we actually get to talk because you were on the blog last year. Just yeah. Yeah. Just before the world went upside down. And mm-hmm. now we can actually <laughs> talk face to face. And yeah. it's 8 a.m. your time? It is. Yes. Yeah. Tuesday morning. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Your day. You're in the future for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, you you write horror, and yeah, what's um, why did why horror? Um, I'm not sure to be honest. Like it was never a, a conscious decision that I was going to be a horror writer. It was just that when I started writing, that was where my stories just naturally slipped in genre wise. So uh, I'm not someone that can write, um, you know, like nice romantic pretty like <laughs> little stories I, I, that's even if I try they just always took it, take a, a dark nasty twist somewhere <laughs> so yeah that's just easier to say I'm a horror writer <laughs> yeah yeah oh I, that I could totally relate to because I can't really write anything nice it ends up no. being, <laughs> some something gets twisted <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> yeah so and with your your writing like most people yeah like lifetime writers when did you really want to like get into it seriously uh seriously probably only about uh probably about 10 years ago um I've always loved writing stories when I was a kid and everything like that but you know high school and then uni and whatever and um just life took a totally different path and then I was sort of um approaching 30 and I just had this idea sort of pop into my head like literally out of nowhere and sort of I'm um, denied about it. Thought, oh, could I maybe try writing a book? No, I couldn't do that. I thought, oh, what the hell? Just pick up a pen and and see what happens. And yeah, I haven't looked back since. So it was just a really one of those weird life moments where like it's literally just bang, plot twist. <laughs> you go, you're going this way now, sort of where you're going. So yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Sometimes you just get that itch. You just yeah. need. Yeah. That's it. Because, like, man, there's easier career paths. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> but yeah, we, writing is fun. What's um, what's the weirdest thing um that you've discovered with writing? Whether it's like research or something else. Ah, oh, so many because I love <laughs> weird stuff. So it's just oh, but being on the spot. Um, oh gosh, I don't know off the off the top of my head. Um, but I love like you know delving into little obscure facts and random pieces of information and file them away for later. But oh, I'm so sorry, I can't oh, think no, of one. Of <laughs> yeah, there's always yeah when you dig into the writing and stuff, it just yeah you find all sorts of stuff and yeah track of it all. Well, Google's- yeah. Google probably has a good search history on you, like everyone. <laughs> oh, I, I clear it regularly. So. Oh, smart. smart. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I do I do struggle when I do research and stuff to make sure I stay on track because I do get caught up with those really weird, fascinating little 
tidbits that you come across. So um, I'll probably think of 20 of them <laughs> when we finish talking. But no, that, that, they're the fun part of research. <laughs> yeah. Do you do a lot of research before? Yeah, I do. Um, mainly because I like it because I'm, I'm a total nerd. So any excuse to start researching stuff. Um, but I do like to do a lot of research um, whether it be for the characters or the setting or, or whatever, um, and I'm very visual. So, uh, like each book has its own sort of folder where I'll put in images and little notes and things like that um, to kind of draw from as I'm I'm writing. So I can kind of picture things really, really clearly. So, yeah, Pinterest is a big source <laughs> of like yeah. for images and things like that. Um, and other than that, just yeah, pure just research. So yeah. <laughs> nice yeah vi i'm too visual as well so yeah i totally mm. get that and do you just keep them on a folder or do you use something like scrivener with images and ideas no i i don't know i don't know if it's because of my age but i find like i need to be really um i guess manual um it doesn't seem to work well for me if it's just on the screen so like I have to have like a physical other workbook or folder or something and everything kind of goes in there and you know there's tabs so I know where to find things and yeah I don't know why I just find creatively um it just it, the ideas flow better when I've got that sort of book to open and flick through rather, rather than like you know browsers and screens and and whatnot so yeah I'm just showing uh, my age here aren't I <laughs> oh no I think it's, it's like tactile stuff I totally get that uh, yeah yeah because you can feel it and it's, yeah exactly yeah and I guess at the end of the day it's like you're writing a book because you enjoy writing and you love books so it makes sense to draw inspiration from something that's like a workbook because it's kind of full circle then in a way <laughs> yeah yeah and it's um yeah it makes your brain work differently rather than when you're zoned mm. into the screen it's just it's easy to not think of it as something tangible yeah exactly yeah <laughs> yeah. oh, that's cool yeah it, uh yeah research is an awesome part of of writing it um probably one of the most fun ones i find with it yeah so, i totally agree <laughs> yeah. it's just okay. trying to find that mark where you're like okay stop researching now and start actually writing it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah you can just go down those rabbit holes and you're like that's oh, it that's so cool <laughs> a month later you're still down there <laughs> yeah <laughs> and haven't even done page one <laughs> no that's it <laughs> And I can't remember if I've asked, are you because you did a number of short stories. So are you more mm. of a plotter or um uh pansters, as they call it? Definitely a plotter. For my first book, uh, which was Fate's Fury, I was a, a pantser, and that resulted in about oh, I think maybe 18 months midway through where I just didn't write anything. So I was so stuck. And like I knew where it, the the rest of the story was going and how it was going to end, but I kind of had this like big crevice right in the middle of my plot where I just couldn't piece them together and oh it was just a nightmare um so ever since then um I've been like a completely pedantic plotter like wow. ridiculously pedantic and even though I still consider my plots to be um fluid like you got to allow for new ideas and, and things to come in um the bulk of it's all laid out for me before I um start writing and and I was listening I did a James Master, um James Patterson masterclass a couple of years ago um and something he said really resonated with me it's like there's no such thing as writer's block if you're stuck mm -hmm. it means you either haven't done enough research or you haven't done enough planning so yeah. go back and work through it and that yeah I've, I've always 
reminded myself of that. So if ever if ever I'm feeling stuck, I'm just like, no writer's block, just revision, go back, work out what you're missing, and 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 do that. It's probably one of the best pieces of writing advice I think I've ever had. So yeah. no more eighteen month period block <laughs> <of> writing. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's super accurate because yeah, I don't believe in writer's block and. Uh, you no. can kind of just when you start getting into it again, you remember the creative process and you you can get yeah. out of it pretty fast. Um, like if you're are stuck and that, like you said, research um, can if you haven't done enough, then yeah, you go back there and then you'll find inspiration quite easily. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You just got to put in the work sometimes. Yes. Some, some days it's a little harder than others, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. Sometimes it is work like uh uh, you can't always just follow the passion and the muse. You have to no, put in the words. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's a super cool. And yeah, you have, because your latest one is more crime, hey? Never, never? Yeah, so it's a bit of a mishmash of sort of crime detective with sort of paranormal um, and horror thrown in. So, um, yeah, a little bit different to my other books. But uh, again, yeah, it's just... I like kind of merging genres a little bit as well because then people don't really kind of expect the story to track the way that it does. So it's just an extra element of plot twists, I think. <laughs> yeah. And did uh, how'd that go for researchers? Never, never. Is it pretty accurate to like crime laws and, and whatnot? Yeah. Well, um, I was actually really lucky because um, my mum up until recently was a police officer. So I kind of really milked her brain for a lot of um, sort of procedural stuff and um, sort of got in touch with a couple of the detectives at the station that she worked at um, to kind of bounce things off, um, even though um, Never Never is not hugely technical as on the detective side of things, but just being the run of the mill of how um, things would generally be processed and generally work and how a station would run because uh, I, I, I don't know a, a police station here might run completely different to a police station in the states for example or yes. you know in the UK um, so because it's set in Australia I wanted to make sure it, it resonated with how things worked here rather than something I've seen on a tv show or not you know on SVU or something you know like it has to be realistic um, yeah. so that was was really helpful and um, yeah hopefully lend some realism to the the crime side of things anyway <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's super handy. Yeah, that. Uh, mm. Yeah, having that connection because then you get the ounce of realism can really help people buy into a story rather than it yeah. just being all made up. Because exactly, yeah. yeah, you've got to make the the parts that can be realistic as realistic as possible. I think um, yep. because. Otherwise, people kind of start calling you know, bullshit too early, and then everything's <laughs> yeah. just completely unrealistic and implausible. And so, it's just you lose all that tension. I think then. Yes. So I think that the best ones are where you've got that complete balance of realism and surrealism. That's yeah. where I like to try and hit that. <laughs> yeah, because um, I guess it gets into hard-boiled detective type genres, and uh, it's it's a type just kind of like hard sci-fi, but. Um, mm. Yeah, not uh, not not for everyone too, and I'm of the same boat too. I like to throw in a bit of bit of uh, writing, um, I guess pizzazz. Is the, yeah, is the word for it, where you, you get a little more flexibility rather than the set rules. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because at the end of the day, it is a story, so you know you do have to to account for creative 
flow and, and whatnot. So you're not writing nonfiction, yeah. um, but it does help to have, yeah, that. And I find, too, if you've got an element of realism, it makes the surrealism all the more creepier because yeah. every, up until a certain point everything has been so real so that when it flips in its head, it kind of just makes people go, oh, whoa, what? What's going yeah. on? <laughs> yeah. And I love that. <laughs> oh, totally, because then it's, it, yeah, you buy into it more. And if you did the research for the real stuff, um, yeah, it's that supernatural or unreal stuff has something grounding it, which makes It's a little sense. more tangible in a way. Yeah. Yeah. That's super fun. And yeah, <laughs> I do the exact same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, especially with horror, because like mm. you can make it, it's more difficult with that, I think, versus like fantasy. You can generally make stuff up a lot easier and people will buy into yeah. it with the audience type. But with horror, you, yeah, 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 you want them to buy into it. And, mm. That's why generally you'll find a little bit of a backstory for some reason, whether it's like, how did the zombie infection happen? Why are there demons here or something? Yeah, exactly. I think with horror, people expect there to be a, a, a good reason for why things happen. Um, probably because it's scary. So you want to know, like, it's yeah. okay. It's only scary because of this. So, And that's not going to actually really happen. But they need that sort of, you know, this is why. So it's a bit more grounding i think as a, as a reader or a viewer if it's a horror movie you need to know that sort of the, the why even if it doesn't come straight away it's yeah. got to be somewhere along the lines where you find out sort of the reason for it <laughs> yeah because then then at the end you're like could that happen <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah during the day you're like that couldn't happen and then at night time you're like but what if it could <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Cool. And I think, uh, yeah, I believe it was answered in the written portion, but what are you working on next now that Never Never is done? Yes, I've kind of got two projects that um sort of still both in the plotting stage. So one um, is another novel called Sunrise, and that's going to be sort of a, a dark fantasy slash horror. Um, and that's my first sort of experience with trying to do world creating and things like that so uh, really taking my time plotting with that I've already got my exercise book full of images and, mm. and notes and things but um, it's going to be quite in-depth so it's new for me but um, also working on my first series as well um, which again is a challenge because it's a completely different way of trying to plan things out so um, both keeping me busy when I've got the time I'm also ghostwriting um, for the past year so little less time for my own writing than I'd like right now, but I'm trying to change that. Now that Never Never's out, I'm kind of like, oh, no, I, I need to have something else done. So, yeah. <laughs> nice. Oh, that's really exciting. Yeah, we'll have to keep watch for that. You're, do you think you'll, it'll be any idea when it'll be done or kind of in the air? Oh, I'd love to say I'd have something for next year, but, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Knock on wood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, that's awesome. Um, where can people find your work? Yes, they can find me on my website, which is uh, Um or on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok at Lynn Loveliz. Perfect. Cool. Well, thank you very much, Liz, for joining us. And nice to finally talk to you in person. Over Likewise. Zoom. Thanks for having me. <laughs> cool. All right. And we'll talk soon. No worries. Take care. And that is the Australian horror author Liz Butcher. Do check out her work on Amazon, and you can find her on social media through Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. 
She writes many creepy stories and they are worth checking out. So if you enjoyed this podcast, do share with your friends and we will be back to our regular episodic audiobooks. So until next time, take care. Ciao.